In today's show, let's look ahead to Monday in the NBA. What we're watching for, injury news, streaming options. Michael. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble, on TikTok at RedRock underscore Beeble, on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball and Substack JoshLloyd48.substack.com. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNBA. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We're here to look ahead to the seven games on Monday, what we're watching for, streaming options. Warney. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> Heat and Pacers is the first game of the day. Miami are two-point favorites in that one. Um, injury news, Gabe Vincent is out. Chris Duarte is out. And of course, Miami, the league must have told Miami, hey, there's something... You know, you're going to need to do a better job of injury reporting. And they've gone Lakers mode and said, all right, everyone's probable every game. Tyler Hero, probable. Jimmy Butler, probable. Max Struess, probable. Victor Oladipo, probable. Duncan Robinson, probable. Orlando Robinson, probable. Um, what's he probable? What, he, what happened there? Anyway, I don't know why he's probable. Um, Dwayne Dedman, questionable. What are we just, what are we doing? Why is everyone just being listed? Oh, do they, oh, they re-sign Orlando? They did. And they, they cut Drew Smith. So they're doing the two-way dance. Anyway, Orlando Robinson's back with the team. So they're just being idiots. Simple as that. Just being annoying with their injury report. Or someone could say they're being accurate. But there's no chance of these guys sitting. Hero, Butler, Struess, Oladipo. They're going to play. There's just no, there's no chance of that. For Indiana, as I said, Duarte is out. Daniel Tice is out. No other injury concerns. For them at this point, what we're we watching for, for the Heat, it is Max Struess in his role because it's been bad lately. It's fallen way off. And that is making him hard to roster. Uh, 16 minutes last game against the Spurs. A couple of other sub-25-minute games. He bumped up to 30 minutes in the game that uh, Butler was out. He played 32 the game that Lowry was out. But on a healthy team, and they're not even healthy because Vincent's out, he's just not getting enough playing time. Now, they have a pretty solid enough schedule. They play Monday. They play Thursday. They play Saturday. They've got four games in six nights. So there is some value in holding on to Struder there. But otherwise, long-term, I don't see it. It's a lot to talk about with Struis. Victor Oladipo, minutes are improving, 19 to 21 to 23. Where does it stop? How high does he get? Can he get to 26? Is that enough? Probably not. I think he needs 30 to be a 12-team league relevant guy, but the minutes are pushing up, and that's what we want to watch. For the Pacers, we want to watch Andrew Nempard, who, since um, Halliburton has been back, the numbers have dropped off, and that is pretty predictable. But the playing time has been fine. 32, 30, 32 minutes. That's fine. The production's not great. The assists and steals and threes and efficiency is what's going to get him by. I would not drop him at this point. They play Monday, but then they don't play another quality until Sunday. They've got Wednesday, Friday, both 10-game days, so you might use him. I would hold. Let's see what happens with his minutes. Let's see what happens with his value. Let's see if Duarte actually returns. I'm holding an empire, but I'm not doing the same with Jalen Smith. Now, he could come out and have 15 and 10 with three steals, three blocks, three triples, and make me look stupid. But I'm done. 
eight weeks through, inconsistency all over the shop. 12 and 13 minutes the last two games. His last four games, 17, 20, 12 and 13 minutes. Like, sorry, not 20, 17, 28, 12 and 13. And that 28 was a game that Turner was out. No point. Changed my mind, but it's probably not going to be changed in this game. Nets Wizards. The, uh, the Nets are six-point favorites in this one. We know that Royce O'Neal, the Basmati man, he is out for a personal issue. We hope everything is okay there. The Nets rested everybody on Saturday. I'm assuming they will all be back. Durant, Irving, Simmons, Harris, Curry, Tony Warren Jr. They should all return. Claxton has missed two straight, but Jacques Vaughn said that he expects Claxo to play on Monday. So the value we got from so many players, Dayron Sharp, Markeith Morris, Paddy Mills, Ed Sumner, Cam Thomas, all of that, they were great on Saturday, and probably none of them are going to be relevant. Now, we would want to see what happens if Claxton is out, but Simmons will start at center. That would mean Dayron Sharp would be a deeper league stream, or maybe Morris. We want to see what happens with O'Neal out. That will probably be Joe Harris that starts, but it could be Sumner. We want to watch what Sumner's role is. We want to see if Claxton plays. But realistically, those big performances were a one-off, big rest game for the Nets, and they're just not going to have any relevance. For the Washington Wizards, what we do want to see is whether Monte Morris plays. We know Beal is out. We know Wright is out. We know Hachimura is out. But Monty is questionable. We also had Farton Will Barton. He was questionable. He missed last game. Correction, he missed the last two, but he's off the injury report button, so he could be back and ready to go. So what we want to see is what the hell Jordan Goodwin's role is, because Goodwin has played 34 and 38 minutes the last two games. Both of those were without Beal and Barton. One of those was without Morris as well. I think he's worth a grab. He's at least worth a stream. If we can get 30 minutes out of Geordie Goodwin, yeah, that's really valuable. He's clearly ahead of old mate John Davis. And his value only pumps if Morris is out. It pumps up. Like, but if Morris plays, he's still probably a 24-minute-a-night guy. Enough value there in Goodwin. Denny Avdio, I detailed this on the waiver wire show earlier today. No idea why people are dropping him. None whatsoever. His last three games, 39, 40, and 39 minutes. If you're dropping him, I think you're really wrong. Uh, it makes no sense to me at all. They, play, they don't have the greatest schedule, Monday, Wednesday, but then they do have a weekend back-to-back, which on my week nine preview, I screwed it up. I didn't list them in the weekend back-to-backs, and I apologize for that. The Wizards do have a weekend back-to-back. Denny Abdu should be rostered in all 12-team leagues for now. Doesn't mean it has to be on your roster, but he shouldn't sit on a waiver wire. The value is too great for now. It might die if Beal is back on Wednesday, which is possible, but Abdu should be rostered. Um, today's episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. You have subscriptions. I have subscriptions. We all have subscriptions. But how hard is it to keep track of them? To know which ones we've got, which ones we're paying for, which ones we actually use. Do you remember everything you've got? I I definitely don't. And there's an easy way to figure that stuff out now. And that's Rocket Money. It's an app that you get. And it helps to find all of your subscriptions. And it cancels the ones that you don't want, especially those ones that you've doubled up on. Like multiple email addresses, same subscription. Oh my God, what a hassle. Rocket Money sorts it all out for you. If you're wasting money on subscriptions, Rocket Money can go in and save you that money. Cancel those subscriptions. It might be an unused Amazon Prime account or a Hulu account that never gets streamed. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is the app for you. 
So get rid of useless subscriptions with Rocket Money now. Go to rocketmoney.com slash locked on. Seriously, you can save you hundreds per year. That's rocketmoney.com slash locked on. Let's go to Hawks and Grizzlies. This is a back-to-back, the only back-to-back. Sunday, Monday, it's Atlanta on the back-to-back here against Memphis. We know Johnny Collins is going to be out. We know DeJounte Murray is going to be out. We know Desi Bain is going to be out. But we don't have the Atlanta injury report settled yet for Sunday. Onyeka Okongwu is on that injury report. He is questionable with foot soreness, while DeAndre Hunter is questionable as well with concussion protocol, apparently. I thought he had a hip problem, but now it's a concussion protocol. So we might have Okongwu and Hunter both play Sunday. They might both miss Sunday. They might both miss Monday. And we need to be ready for that. On the Memphis side of things, Stephen Adams is the big one. That's, That's important because he sprained his ankle towards the end of their last game on Friday against the Pistons. And we don't have an update as to whether he is available to play. If he is out, then we're firing up Brandon Clark. For the Hawks, I do want to watch AJ Griffin. Yes, the last three games for Griffin have been pretty poor. In fact, he only played 20 minutes last game, which is fewer minutes than he was playing when Hunter Collins and Murray were healthy. Because we saw huge minutes rise there for Bogdan Bogdanovich, which was, as old friend Sheev Palpatine would say, a surprise to be sure, but a welcome one. Um, but is Bogdanovich even going to play? on the back-to-back coming off knee surgery. I would suggest not. Making Griffin, especially if Hunter and Murray and Collins are out, have another huge role. Aaron Holiday is also going to be in the mix there. And even Trent Forrest, who played 28 minutes last game, has some value here. But so much of the value for so many of these players. Remember, Forrest was ahead of Aaron Holiday in the rotation the other day, or you know, previously before, um, before uh, Forrest suffered his concussion. So we need to be, we need to be alert to that fact as to the value of, of Forrest being an option here too. I also want to watch Jalen Johnson, who is getting minutes, but he's been rough. Now, the minutes is the thing that would tip your hand into streaming him in, but just be prepared for some sucky games. For Memphis, I don't think it has much impact for fantasy, but I want to watch Zaire Williams. He's two games returned, 19 and 17 minutes in those games. We want to see him push into 24-25, which will take him to 14-team league value. And there's va- there's an option for that to happen. Like David Roddy's getting 15 minutes. He probably doesn't need to get those minutes. Um, yeah, Johnny Conchar could lose some minutes to Zaire as well. So we want to see that. We also want to see Brandon Clark, who if Adams is out, is going to be a streamable player. We- we've seen it. He gets the minutes when-, when Adams is out. He's a backup when Adams plays. But this could be an opportunity to actually use Brandon Clark in your in your lineup. Thunder and the Mavs. The Mavs are seven and a half point favorites. Joshy Green is out. We thought that he was just resting that last game, but he's actually injured. Elbow sprain. Luca missed the game on Saturday. He's probable he'll play. And then Maxi Kleber is dealing with foot soreness. That caused him to miss Saturday's game, but he is still listed questionable for Monday against the Thunder. Uh, Kenrich Williams will be out for Oklahoma City as well. What we do want to watch for OKC is Alexei Pokashevsky, who... Again, we cannot get a tab on. I cannot figure it out. I cannot understand the rotations. He played 34 minutes last game after playing 18, 20, 13, and 21 of the four prior games. So that, it's all over the shop. I don't, it doesn't even matter. Like starting doesn't even tell us anything. He starts, he might play nine minutes. He might play 20 minutes. He might play 35 minutes. We've got no idea. The potential is clearly there. I would rather take the chance on Pokyshevsky than on the boringness of uh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl. But if you want safety, then Robinson Earl is the safety guy there. But Poku, Poku? Ugh, that sounds gross. Poku has the much higher upside, and we want to watch what the hell happens. Also, Josh Giddy, who, like Pokashevsky, his minutes are unpredictable. Look at this, 28-28, 33-33, 28-27, oh, and then, then 38. All right, it's all over the shop. 
He's been disappointing this season, Giddy. But 38 was great in that game against Cleveland. We hope that's able to continue. For Dallas, Tim Hardaway smelled like he was really bad in the last two games. Missed all those free throws against the Bucs. Stunk against the Bulls. And we have seen Tim Hardaway stink a lot of times in the past. And the hot streak is over. I don't mind a drop. If I did have him, I would hold him just because he's on my roster already. And dropping him and adding someone wastes a waiver transaction. He's there for Monday. But then they play Wednesday, Friday. So if you want to drop Tim, if he stinks again, go ahead. That is the duality of Tim Hardaway Jr. I also want to watch Jaden Hardy, who can be an interesting scorer. Played 23 minutes in that game against the Bulls. But remember, there was a lot of players out. What I want to see is whether he can stick in the rotation. Or does it go to Kemba Walker, who didn't do anything to make me suggest he's a 12-team league guy. Like, none at all. And there are people, people watching this show, I know, I know you're there. You are rostering him in a 12-team league, aren't you, Kemba Walker? You're rostering him. Admit it. You are rostering him. Don't. Please don't. You don't need to. I mean, do it. It's your team, whatever. But I don't don't think you need to do it. Anyway, let's watch to see whether Jaden Hardy gets some minutes. Cavs Spurs. No spread or total at this point. We know Dean Wadey Wade is out with that shoulder issue. But there's some big ones here. Don Mitchell. He's done. He's good. Missed two straight games Friday, Saturday with the leg issue. When he is out, then we do fire up Dracaris Levert. Dracaris. And Kevin Love, who had the fractured thumb and then came back and now has back soreness. He's out again. He is not a 12-team league guy, Kevin Love. No, no. So we don't know if he's going to play. But if those guys are out, then obviously we're firing up Levert. But then there's Osman who can step up with Love out as well. So you've got to watch that one. He has provided, what, 20-plus minutes in like every game recently because there's always been somebody out. Look at his last nine. 32, 27, 28, 29, 20, 30, 23, 35, 26 for Chetty Osman. It's a lot of minutes. Yet, on a healthy team, I don't see how he gets it. But they're just always someone out, and he's always the one that steps up, meaning there's always some stream value there. For the Spurs... Well, we don't know because there's a bunch of guys who are questionable. Jakob Pertl has now missed five straight games. Jeremy Sohan has missed five straight games. Sohan now! Kater Bates-Diop has missed two straight games. And those guys can all have value depending on the ins and outs of that team. If Pertl is out, we look at Zach Collins and then Charlie Bassey behind him. If Sohan's out but Bates-Diop is in, then we look at Bates-Diop. We've got Romeo Langford if all these guys are out because he's really stepped up and we want to watch Romeo Langford. Look, let's actually go back to the Cavs. We want to watch Levert. If Mitchell's out, we add Levert. If Mitchell's in, we drop Levert. But also watch Evan Mobley, who has struggled, but... Sorry, he has struggled playing next to Allen. Last game, they both played well. And that's an encouraging sign. Is that a Mitchell absence thing? I don't know. We always want to just accumulate data here. For the Spurs, Zach Collins, like, if Pirtle is out, we definitely stream Zach Collins. And I think he's worth a grab anyway. But we want to see if he's able to maintain what he did the last two games. And then Romeo Langford, who has in the past been one of the worst permanent fantasy producers ever. But the last couple of games, he's been playing very well. And with the absence of Pirtle, Sohan, Bates, Diop, they're pushing Kelden up. They started Langford over Vassell last game. I don't think that'll last. But if we get 27 minutes out of Romeo, he's at least a 14-team league streamer if these players remain out. And where he fits on a healthy team, I don't know. And we'd love to find that out as well. Um, today's episode is also brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. You need to hire for your business? Well, it can be a troublesome decision because if you get it wrong, it costs you so much. Time, money, productivity, sanity, all that stuff goes out the window. You need to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. 
LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Go create that job on LinkedIn right now. If you're a hiring person, go do it. And then it's easy. You fill in all the things you need, all the screening questions, all that. And then on your LinkedIn profile, you add the purple hashtag hiring frame and that lets people know, bang, you're hiring. The screening questions, they make it easy. You can sift through all the nonsense and get the right people with the right experience and the right skills for your job. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs, number one, in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MBA. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Let's go to the next one. It's the Wolves and the Blazers. The Blazers are five-point favorites here. Towns is out. Prince is out. Little is out. Gaz Payton is still out. Jesus, this is the long-ass recovery from Gary Payton. Um, and then for Minnesota, Jordan McLaughlin is questionable. Kyle Anderson is still available in like 60% of leagues for no good reason at all. He's a must-roster player. He played 35 and 39 minutes the last two games. He's starting with Towns out. He's got to be rostered. And let's watch him do it again. I'm pretty sure he will. Um, we also want to watch Rudy Gobert, who has been better. Still not quite getting the block numbers that we want from Gobert, but we're getting a little bit of extra usage up from like 15, 16% up to 19%, which is good. So the extra shot there, but still not giving us that big block numbers. And I worry a little bit that maybe the big blocks for Gobert aren't coming back. So we want to watch that. For the Blazers, Jeremy Grant. That's yeah, Jeremy Grant, Lillard, Simons. We just want to watch that triumvirate, how the shots get distributed. We saw both Simons and Grant be top 20 sort of players with Lillard out, but where can they settle back? Can they get to, can they be top 50? I doubt it. Can they be top 70? Getting close. Top 80? Maybe. That's what we want to watch. And we also want to watch Justice Winslow, who was getting like 25 minutes a night, even with players healthy, but seems to have lost a lot of the backup minutes at center to Drew Eubanks who's playing really well at the moment. 20 minutes last game for Eubanks, 14 for Winslow. Now, Winslow is providing like 14 to 16 team league value with Lillard back. But if he's only playing 13 to 15 a night, then he doesn't give that. And Eubanks starts to give that. And that's what we want to pay attention to. The Celtics and the Clippers. Three and a half point favorites, Boston is. At this stage, there was some rumor that we'd see Rob Williams return on the weekend Against the Warriors, that was him. Was he being? Was he doing a Jaron Jackson? Oh, any minute now, whatever he was. So oh, maybe I'll be back. Okay, maybe. I, it seemed really early. And we don't know whether he's going to play in this one. We also don't know whether Al Horford is going to play. And I have seen this bandied about in lots of spots. Lots of people asking this question. Uh, with Rob Williams back, should I just drop Al Horford? No. No, you shouldn't. I do not think that the return of Rob Williams is negatively impacting Horford really at all. We saw them coexist last season, all season. No problem at all. I do not think that the return of Rob Williams means Al Horford moves to the bench. It means that Derek White moves to the bench. Maybe maybe I'm wrong on that. Maybe they will put Horford on the bench and keep White starting. I'd be pretty bloody shocked. So, no, you do not preemptively drop Al Horford. This is not to rule out that maybe they move Al to the bench and he plays 23 minutes a night and preserves himself for the playoffs. And they just split all those minutes at center and it keeps Al Horford healthy. That might happen. It's a really small chance of happening, like tiny, but it might happen. But you don't preemptively drop based on that assumption of something that's probably unlikely to happen. 
And the reason I say this, I just see it everywhere. It gets asked to me in Twitter. It gets dropped in YouTube comment, YouTube comments. I see it on Reddit. I see it on forums. I see it everywhere. Man, should we drop Horford now? Williams is coming back. Like, no, 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 we don't. Absolutely not. There you go. I want to watch White and Brogdon. Because Brogdon is shooting like 50% from three. And let me assure you of something. It is going to drop and he is going to lose value. Him and White are both going to lose value when the Rock DJ returns as well. And I think both of them won't be 12-team league guys as we move forward. When we hit January, we'll have White and Brogdon floating on waiver wires. That is my prediction for those guys. Now, you don't have to drop them just yet. I think White might be able to go, but I think it's going to happen really soon. And for the Clippers, Kawhi top 50 over the last week, and he's still nowhere near back to his best. This is what we sort of hoped for when we drafted him, that on a per-game basis, he'd, be, he'd get to be quite good, especially second half of the season. We've played 30 minutes in the last two games. It's really encouraging. He's going to miss all back-to-backs. We know this. A risk of re-injury is there. He's looked way worse than we anticipated. But the improvement since returning from the ankle injury has been much more rapid than I expected. Let's see what he does here. With Kawhi and Paul George back, though, Zubats has gone missing. Played very few minutes last game. He's not a drop, but... What he was doing early in this, and we, we've heard the Clippers talk about this a lot, that a lot of their small ball stuff was predicated on having Kawhi and Paul George available. And that doesn't mean good things for Zubats. Now, he played 34 minutes against the Heat, but only 20 minutes against the Wizards. We have to really watch what the playing time looks like here for Zubats. If we're looking to stream back-to-backs Monday, Tuesday, it's only the Celtics. So even if Al Horford plays on Monday or Rob Williams plays on Monday, they're not playing both of these games. So White and Brogdon keep some of that value there. Blake Griffin becomes a deeper league stream. Sammy Hauser becomes an option as well. But they're the only team with a back-to-back on the Monday-Tuesday. If we're streaming in for Monday for category leagues, uh, Denny Avdia, what are we doing? He's got to be rostered at this point, at least for Monday. Great stream. Johnny Concha is worth looking at. What? Yeah, I said what I said. John Concha is an option to stream in. Uh, Jeremiah Robinson-Earl, it's so low upside. So is Dorian Finney-Smith. There is going to be other names who appear on this list when we hear other injury news. Like, if we hear Stephen Adams is out, then Brandon Clark's a great stream. Right? But we don't know a lot of these things at this point. Don Mitchell's out. Karis Levert's the guy. Chetty Osman becomes an option if Kevin Love's out. Zach Collins shoots the top of this list if Pirtle's out. Bates Diop shoots the top of this list if he is in. And Sohan's out, or at least the middle of this list. Um, Jalen Williams is a pretty strong stream. The Bronco. Broncos country, let's ride. With Royce O'Neal out, Seth Curry and Joe Harris can be options. Now, picking which one's going to go off is impossible. I'd probably go Seth over Joe. I think he's got a little bit more upside, but it's really a toss-up. And then I said, Zach Collins there. I'd add him. I don't think Pirtle's going to play, but we don't know at this point. For deeper leagues, Jalen Johnson, Aaron Holiday, throw Trent Forrest in that mix as well. Josh Richardson, Corey Kispert, Victor Oladipo, uh, Timothy John McConnell, Dwight Powell, Lamar Stevens, and then those other guys like the Chitty Osmonds and that sort of stuff go in there as well. Charlie Bassey. For points leagues, Avdia, Kyle Anderson, absolute must rosters. Pokyshevsky, Marcus Morris, Jalen Noel. I'm feeling less interested in Noel at the moment. Caleb Martin, Nembhard, and Jalen Williams. These are all available in over 50% of leagues who can be streamed in for Monday. When we look at some chunky value over the next five days, Monday through to Friday, we've got three quality game days. Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. No one plays all three of those days. So... These guys are all playing in at least two of them, and there's value there. Caleb Martin, Walker Kessler should be rostered. Tory Craig, two low volumes over the next five. Marcus Morris, Larry Nance should be rostered. I think Grayson Allen probably should be rostered. 
John Concha, borderline, but two quality games is good. And Tari Eason with two two preseason games, two quality games as well. We just look at overall volume over the next five days. The one guy who absolutely stands out who should be rostered is Kyle Anderson. Three games over the next five nights, tremendous value. You start him even on high volume days. It's great value. And then there's a bunch of these guys that if you're looking to maximize acquisitions, over the next five days, they play three games. Some of them are on high volume days. Yes, so you might not start them, but you might. It depends on your team, but they're worth looking at. Malik Monk, Caleb Martin, all these guys play three over the next five. Monk, Caleb Martin, Pokyshevsky, Robinson Earl. Marcus Morris, Lugens Dort, and Jalen Williams. You'll see a lot of Thunder guys there. I wouldn't add all the Thunder guys because it's going to be a mess, as it always is, but they are all options to add over the next five days or for Monday for the next five-day stretch after that. That'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on Odyssey. If you're here on YouTube, you know what to do. You thumb it up. You leave those comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.